guys are Ben Trevojevic here from the Manly Seagulls. Here comes through Luai. The Super Coach Experience podcast is one of the best podcasts going around, boys. Keep doing what you're doing, and yeah, I just want to say what a podcast. Go the Mighty Eagles. Hey, lads, you and Aiken here from the New Zealand Warriors. Hope you have a big year with the Super Coach Experience podcast. G'day guys, welcome to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Savage, the coach of the week, Gully Dogs. We are back for episode two of the BBL Supercoach Podcast. BBL kicks off in exactly one week, and I'm here with the old trustworthy, the panel is back, the Mike and Sav Show panel is back. Mikey, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. It's... um. It's different when we get two of us on here and to do the old school Mike and Sabs. Um, yeah, we're used to that. So uh, we haven't done a Mike and Sabs for cricket in maybe ever or maybe like a long time ago. So surely we've gotten better by then. So <laughs> you're keen to talk about the three teams today and um, hopefully offer some good advice. Yeah, so we've barely done cricket as it is. Like it's kind of been a bit flaky here and there. But this season we're definitely going in hot and strong and – the content is going to come in hot for you. So today we've got the Sixers, Renegades and the Hurricanes. But first, we've got to talk about some signings that have happened over the week since the last podcast. Today, coming in hot, uh, Sam Whiteman re-signed. Yes, he has played with the Thunder before, but this is quite big because we did talk about Matthew Jilks a lot last week and I'm pretty sure we made a wager on it whether Jilks would open or not. I was pretty adamant that he wouldn't, but I wasn't sure who for. You were pretty sure that he was. Um, this is kind of a hot topic. It depends what price he comes in at, Sam Whiteman. He's in good form in the Shield competition. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on the signing and where do you think that leaves Jilks? I don't think it changes. Um, when I saw your post today, I strongly disagreed with it. Um, we'll find out next week, but Sam Whiteman... He's not coming back. He's re-signing. They brought him in last season to to handle with the, the injuries and stuff anyway. So, although, yeah, he's coming off form on the cricket, I feel like sometimes Savs, you read too much into that form off that cricket where I feel like a lot of these coaches are stick and pick from the last BBL season. Well, that, that seems to be the trend anyway. So, um, yeah, we'll see how they go and all the trials and stuff like that. But, um. I'm still expecting Gilks to open, but definitely the re-signing of Whiteman and them kind of finishing their most of their roster now, yeah, it, it kind of, you know, you've got to look out for it. But if he doesn't, it's not a big deal. Like, Gilks is purely there because last year when he was opening, he just had such a big capability. And I think at that price, I think it's worth a punt to have a reserve on him. So if he doesn't, it's fine. I'll just get to the drawing and I'll get another stars um, instead. But, um, yeah, or if Whiteman ends up opening, I really think one of those two will open. So if Gilks isn't in the side, then probably Whiteman comes in and we can, um, or even Baxter Holt, who knows. But um, maybe either of them are worth a punt. Yeah, I really think the signing of Whiteman is a key one. Um, Jilks quite didn't work out last year. They may start with him to start off, um, 
But this signing, I don't know, just the timing of it, considering a lot of teams are starting this week, starting up their training, um, starting up their preseason, coming back from all these different commitments. Um, the Renegades started today. That's where I've got that from. Um, but we have got some inside word that on Friday there is a trial match between the Thunder sides. So our mate Ryan Hadley, um, he's going to tell us uh, how that goes and who opens the batting. I bet you... Jilks opens the batting on one side and Whiteman opens the batting on the other side. Yeah. He does have a strong inkling that Ollie Davies will end up opening the batting later in the tournament. Yeah, that's that's a hot take too. Um, at the price, like depending on where he bats, like you know what I said it last week, Thunder can collapse. Um, so keep keep an eye on him. But yeah, with Whiteman, don't forget Billings has left the club, so I think the club also wants to make sure they've got a bit of depth in that wicket keeper option. So they brought in Whiteman. They've got um, who he he can use. He used to be a wicket keeper, didn't he? Savs? I don't think they'll use him for that. Whiteman, yeah, Whiteman. He, he is, but. Baxter Holt, He's Jil- but yeah. Baxter Holt and Jilks will both be the keepers. Um, so if and then he'd be a third because so, they had so, last year. So, so I'm saying like a bit of depth. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Whoever gets that opening position probably will keep. That's that's the yeah. thought I'm getting. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there's been a few signings over the week. Um, we also talked about the strikers last week, and they have put pen to paper with Peter Siddle. 151,000. Uh, that puts up, uh, puts any rest to the debate we had last week between Wes Ager and Henry Thornton, I think, or even Colin yeah, DeGronholm. Yeah, slots, that. yes. So, yeah, he slots straight in, and he's, he's in my side. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one, Savs. I'm going to strongly consider him. I can't afford it now. I think for now, I'm leaving my side till the changes. I want to see how the Thunder name their lineup and obviously the strikers. Um, it's a pretty simple one. If strikers, I don't like where Matt Short's sitting, I'm going to go Matt Short down to Siddle and use the 40k elsewhere because um, yeah, Siddle just seems to take a lot of wickets. Um, mm. His old age doesn't seem to bother him in this format. So, um, yeah, I, I like him too. But right now, I can't fit him in. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's honestly a very it's a very tight fit between all these players because I've put Peter Siddle in and that makes... I, I sold Sean Abbott for him. I, I had Sean Abbott. Um, I think Siddle over Abbott eh, for a single game, obviously not, but uh, I think for the double game, bowlers really benefit from this format of Supercoach. So uh, I'm going with Siddle. I think he's a similar bowler to... Uh, sim- takes similar wickets and has a similar role to Sean Abbott in the bowling. Uh, however, that puts me to like 10 double game week players with three stars, four strikers and three thunder players. So it, you, it's kind of a balancing act. And if these sides don't do well, um, it's going to hurt, but at least we got two shots at the dice. Um, and yeah, where, where are you sitting Mikey currently with that since last week? Yeah, yeah, similar similar mold still. So yeah, I've, I've got nine and I've got two on the bench. I can have eleven if I want. And look, I know there are a little contingent of coaches that will play it safe, bring in your shorts, Abbots, and not load up as many doubles. But there'll be a, a heavy pack of coaches that will attack this double game week. So if there is a major flunk, there will be a way to recover. But I just see, say you don't go that route and they all fire, you're going to be too far behind to catch up from the start. That's just that's just how I believe it. Uh, the past two seasons, I've had really, you know, finished really good ranks and the key was starting well. And normally you start, like last where, um, 
year we started very similar with lots of double game players. So it's simply you, you've just got to chase them. I'm going to stick to that formula of chasing the doubles and then kind of just, yeah, don't just tunnel vision one week, have a backup plan for the following weeks. But as you said, Savage, these three teams have so many options. Um, purely because Stars have a bar a bye week two is kind of why I've loaded up on the other ones. Like in your yeah. case, you've got three Thunder, I'd probably prefer four Thunder, three Strikers because I agree. you're setting yourself up for next week as well. So, yeah. But it's obviously player-dependent. Yeah, um, yeah, I 100% agree. If you're going to load up on one side, it's Thunder. But be mindful they have the buy the week after, so you don't want to load up too much. Um, that being said, uh, throughout the year, there is only one more round where three teams have the double. So I think this is kind of a round you do want to go hard because you don't want to miss out on them extra points from the round. There is four other rounds throughout the season where two teams have the double. And then there is a few that have no one has doubles, one person has double, and there's a few buys in there. So I think with these weeks, it's kind of like a buy round in NRL Supercoach. You kind of got to go hard because if you don't go hard – you can't. You kind of don't get much other chance to to capitalize. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And the, compare the weather this year to last year. Like, I think it's only going to set up if it stays like this next week. It's only going to set up for a, you know a, a lovely season of cricket. So, I think that's only going to impact the scores as well. So, yeah, you've you've. I personally think you've got to load up. Is it the exact right answer? Pro- maybe not, but <laughs> I, I'm not risking it. If all those players fire, as I said, first round, you're going to be too far behind a catch up. Yes, very good. Let's move on to um, the the players. Um, we got the Renegades. Just quickly, yep. Just quickly, Savs. You missed a few signings. Um, I did. Well, we're did talking I? about the Renegades now, but um, Peter Hanscom signed with the Renegades. I think yep. come up today, yeah, and he actually did. They also added someone else because I'm not sure. Did we mention that? Um, oh, who did the Scorchers sign? Uh, we didn't mention oh, him Faf, last week. They got Faf Faf Duplicy, Faf Duplicy. Yeah. Duplicy. Yeah, so that's going to make things interesting for next round. Oh, sorry, for round two. You're probably going to want to pick up Faf because he'll, he'll, he'll most likely, I'm, I'm almost certain, he'll open the batting. And yep. um, huge news just quickly with injury. Uh, yep. No Mitch Marsh. Mitch Marsh. And there was some, yeah, and someone else Someone else is missing from the Scorchers. I can't remember who. From the Scorchers? Uh, yeah, I swear it was the Scorchers. It was in the one post. But, um, yeah, Mitch Marsh. And there was, oh, Phil, Phil Salt, Philip Salt yep. won't play. So um, they're huge things that I know everyone else would have touched on, mm-hmm. but I'm actually happy Mitch Marsh isn't available because every man and his dog will get him, and that you had to come up with 50, 60K to get a 250K bloke. So you don't have to worry now. It's going to be easier to plan without Marsh personally because everyone would have captained him, everyone would have got him, and if – yeah, let's I'm, I'm happy about it. Like I don't – I'm not happy that he got injured, but I think it makes it easier for all of us. He's such a good super coach player that it wouldn't have been a point of difference. Um, whereas, yeah. whereas now there's going to be a point of difference. And Faf, 180,000. He has the double game next week. Oh, I mean, let's just touch you on just it. Gotta get him. Let's just touch on it yeah, now because because there's not going to be much of a gap between next week's podcast and the start of the round. But Faf, um, oh, I think he's definitely a target for. That round two, uh, maybe a Matt Short or a Adam Zampa type player to to Faf will be a great option. And if he ab- opens the batting, uh, he'll bat three at lowest. That is great. That is great. Yeah, I, I think, especially with the injury to Philip Salk 
uh, salt. Yeah, uh, it'll salt. be it'll be faff that opens up. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're already low a few. The predicted sides I've seen they've got him opening up with uh, Bancroft, and then Inglis will come in at number three. So I think those injuries to those key bikes, Inglis is really going to have to step up too. So Inglis um, Inglis does open as well. So you could see Inglis and Faff. He didn't swap, last but, year though. Regardless, he didn't last year though, and they preferred they preferred Bancroft. Yeah. So, but it, I don't think it matters no, either it way. It doesn't. It doesn't nah, at all. Yeah. Um, and then oh, Peter Hanscom, he is in at 62,000. Do we have Twice. any more? We don't have any more signings to go through, but um, that'll kick I'm us off. off. Yeah, that'll kick us off with the Renegades. Hanscom coming in at around 62,000, hasn't been added to Supercoach. What's his role going to be? Um, obviously, round five is where they get the double. Uh, I think he's going to bat possibly three or four. Um, I don't see him bat- I don't see him batting at four or five because he's not that explosive type person who can come in and just go crazy. But yeah, he, he's the type of person that will build an innings. What are your thoughts? It's interesting because they've made a lot of signings, Renegades. I think this is the best Renegades, Renegades side they put up in ages. They made some awesome signings. And if you have a look, you've got John O'Wells, who we're going to talk about. We spoke about him a little last week. He's going to play in like the five role. Like I'm sure he'll play the same role that he did at Strikers. You then got you got your Marsh, Maddinson's Finch, who will take up early overs. Um, where does that leave um, Harper? Um, Mackenzie Harvey, he's also shown he's pretty good with the bat. Um, so, which leaves, yeah, Hanscom for a four or six role. But they brought him in for experience. Then you've got Andre Russell. They've, they've actually got lots of choice for batting. They're, they've now, got so. a good lineup. Yeah, and then you, you mix up with the, the bowling lineups. are great. Imagine if uh, Liam Livingston didn't pull out, man. They've got a really crazy mm. side. Oh, wait, um, and who are we missing out? They've got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Guptor? Oh, no, go, so got, so Guptul comes in round five. Um, I'm okay, pretty sure round five. All right, they've got. I knew that they signed him. They've got an international um, that was Russell. Playing, Russell playing. was leaving so early. He's leaving yeah. around then. So, yeah, um, it, it's quite interesting because I, I had Sam Harper on my list at a hundred thousand for the Renegades. Uh, with Liam Livingston pulling out uh, at that opening position that he probably would have batted at, uh, Sean Marsh is usually there. He probably won't bat there. Aaron Finch needs a partner. Um, Mackenzie Harvey's probably the guy that's going to go there. But Sam Harper, he's open in the past. He's done a good job. What are your thoughts on him? And uh, is he someone you could see yourself looking at if he gets that position? To be honest with you, Savs, if he opens and Gilks doesn't, and I, I'm happy that I've got enough doubles. I could like start with someone like him if I knew he was going to open, but I don't see it happening. I reckon he'll he'll bat a bit late, like five or six. Um, yeah, I see Mackenzie Harvey batting over him, and if he does, Mackenzie Harvey could be a smoky. We've seen that this guy can bat uh, when in form, and he's only at 92 k as well. So it, it just depends because you've also got to look ahead. You're going to um, obviously want this guy because they don't get a single buy. They're a handy team to target. They've got a double early. And then on top of that, uh, you've also got to think um, Russell leaves and Guptal comes in. Guptal's more of a batter. Um that's going to affect those players at that point too. So it's it's a bit of a balancing act. I think it's too risky. I'd prefer just to spend the money and go Sean Marsh. There is one at we missed. 121K. There is one we missed out on. Nick Madsen at 138,000. 
Yeah, he, for him. He could open the batting or bat three. He's a real smoky for mine that could absolutely tee off at the start of the season and he will be very low ownership. I'll, I'll check his exact ownership now, but what are, you, what are your thoughts on him? And if he gets an opening or number three position, are you tempted? I think he'll bet at number three. Uh, I personally think it's uh, three. I'm tempted. Can I get him from the start? No. Well, I have him at the double 100% last year. I had him in my side, and he did a great job for me. Um, he, he bowled last season. Um, they have got a good bowling lineup, so it depends. For me, if I knew he was going to bowl, I would, but look who they've got now. I know we're going to talk about him, but they've got Majib. They've got, uh, you know, Akil Hossein if he bowls. Um, then they on top of that, they've got Tom Rogers now who's come across. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're bowling. Like, I'm telling you, this team's heavily upgraded. So I, I'm also interested just to start with maybe one cheap one, and I want to see how this team performs over the first three weeks, see whether, like, you know, if they're winning games, I'll, the lineup will settle, and then you'll target them. Uh, you'll turn some of your Thunder plays uh, into Renegades and prepare uh, early for them. And, yeah, you, you want to get some good ones because you can hold on to these guys because they don't have a buy. We forgot one player. Marcus Harris at 62,000. He is not – he's been in the test side and because of COVID, they've stayed in their squad bubbles. He He's still in the squad at the moment, um, but I think he will be released enough to, to play enough BBL. He could open the batting before Guptal comes. Uh, he had a very poor BBL season last one. And, yeah, I know he's, like, a, meant to be a, you know, he's obviously in the test team, so he's a top-notch player. But he just hasn't seemed to perform in BBL. And I'm not, obviously the coaches, you know, see something that I think they might, they're going to use him. But as I said, they've, they've, they've got a stacked lineup. So um, if he's opening the batting lineup at 62K, then I'm pretty sure you're going to want to risk and, and get him in because – we don't have many cheapies at this stage around that price, but I, I, I don't think – I think he could become a bit of a trap too. So, um, yeah, I'm really – I want to see this lineup settled, target the players that you know aren't going to lose their spot like Majib and, and even, yeah, Sean Marsh is a good one because uh, he had a bit of an – well, he's had a two off seasons in the BBL. He's, if this is a season with this lineup, they have a good season, then, you know – Two or three of these guys are underpriced, and I reckon Marsh is one of them. 120k oh, for Sean Marsh. 100%. Sean Marsh, Marsh is definitely underpriced, but uh, this lineup, this lineup is so stacked. Like I don't know how people are going to be fitting into this side. Um, that, uh, while we're talking about cheapies, 42,000 Corey Roch, Roch, Roccioli, <laughs> Ravioli. Let's call him Ravioli. Uh, Corey Ravioli, he Ravioli. Has, he's a spinner for South Australia who has been taking a lot of wickets this preseason or this season in the Marsh Cup and the Sheffield Shield. I know I look into a lot into these kind of performances, but today on the Renegades socials, uh, they posted – this thing, uh, it was with all these players and it was kind of like a questionnaire type thing. And the players were Aaron Finch, Kane Richardson, uh, Nick Manson, who are all regular starters of the side. And in there, Corey Ravioli, 42,000. I think he's going to get a spinning spot and he's going to work well with Majib. This will coincide with uh, the role last year that Cameron Boyce played with Zahir Khan. What are your thoughts? I don't see him starting. Like the, the lineup's too stacked for him to start. Um, 
we've also forgot Zach Evans, who, like, I understand he's just, like, you, you, what you said, he's a spinner. They've got so many bowlers here. Yeah. Um, they picked up Roger. Like, I just don't see him starting. Like, yeah, he could become a cheapy lady in the track, but I don't think he could start with the amount of other bowlers they have there. Like, they, they signed um, Akil Haseen in the yep. in the draft. Like, I think they're going to use him over the young guy. Yeah. Uh, Zach Evans, who bowled really well. Like, they've, they've got so many options here. But, Dre Russ, they're going to want to use as much as they Dre can out of him. Yep. So, yeah, well, anyone at 42K that comes in, you know, he's definitely got to be on the radar, but... Yeah, as you said, Savs, this team is stacked. I really want to see this it, team settle in. It's honestly so stacked. Like, every name I go through here has potential of being in their best 11. Like, Will Sutherland at 62,000. Personally, I don't rate him as a cricketer, but they seem to rate him. Yeah. And he's honestly... I don't like, think he'll make it. Yeah, yeah I don't and think he'll make he, 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 just on the weekend, he got nine wickets in a match in a, I think it was a second 11. No, it was actually a shield match. So, yes, I'm looking too much into this, but... I yeah, think, I think you are too. Yeah. I never look into that. Yeah, but I look is, into it a little bit. Uh, I know, but this is all I can go off. Like, it, if they're getting wickets leading up yeah. to it, you've obviously they're going to take that with um, they they're going to take that information into some extent when choosing their side. Obviously, it'll be in the nets yeah. and how how the team fits and what way they want to go. But yeah, there's just so much here, and uh, honestly, you could give me three or four best elevens, and I would think they're all right <laughs> if that makes sense yeah well look i think let's let's talk about your round one teams i personally think maybe stack with one that you can afford and then let this team settle yeah but um if you wanted to for here if i was going to spend the money i said sean marsh or even andre russ if you wanted to get a nice four weeks out of him before he goes away is it worth it um if this team performs like you know they, they're going to be awesome to watch um dre russ could be a smoky depending on where he bats and how many like if we knew he was going to bowl four overs which with that bowling lineup we don't know and bats like that's a good price for dre russ who we know can go absolutely bananas and one of the guns. What do you think about Richardson and Rogers, Savs? Um, Rogers had an absolutely belter of a season, and um, Richardson just always takes wickets. He's someone that you'll need for that double. Um, what do you think on both of them, and what's your plans? Oh, it's such a it's such a tough one. Who are they playing first round? I'll have a look at who they're playing first round, but it, they're it, playing the Heat at their own home. They're playing the so heat. at Renegades' home. I think that the Heat... The Heat's gonna, lineup's unsettled. The Heat's going to take this approach. They're going to try and play a new style of T20. Um, what they've been doing in recent years is all guns blazing, go hard or go home. I think they're going to take a more settled approach to their cricket. So, um, personally, I, I think we wait on the Renegades um, bowlers because uh, I, I don't think they're going to take many wickets uh, the first round. Just... Just quickly, their draw's pretty decent. Like, I don't rate the Heat side apart from feeling like that crazy. Um, they're playing Heat, Sydney Thunder, then Heat again. So that's a nice free round because we know Heat love to friggin' have you a know, collapse. They, they get wickets. Take- yeah, exactly. So maybe that factors into your to decision, Savs. Maybe sleeping on the renegades yeah bit. yeah but part part of um them moving chris lynn on is is it's kind of like a culture shift it's kind of like when australia fired justin langer and didn't have steve smith as captain uh the, the culture shift was worth more than um 
I think personally that's what they're trying to do because they've had some lean years in the BBL, but um, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I, theory. I, I really enjoy uh, your thought process with the draw there. Um, but personally, with the Renegades, I can't touch anyone round one. Uh, there's only limited spots you can choose in your side for round one, and Renegades just doesn't interest me straight away, but I'll definitely be keeping a close eye on them. Another half win. From punters jumping in early or waiting too late. You get a good price on one leg, but the others have shortened dramatically. You still win, but it feels like you half win. Introducing Top Sports Best of the Best Multi. Get top odds on every leg, every time. Don't be one of these. Just bet and forget with Bob Multi. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. You want to say something, don't you? So you've got zero. Well, you've got zero in your starting team. I just wanted to confirm. I've got. Zero renegades. I've, got I've got Ravioli on my bench, but uh, in my starting side, I have nobody. Um, yeah, I probably haven't considered anybody. I did consider Aaron Finch at one hundred thirty-nine thousand. I think he now retiring from uh, one day cricket. He's still in the T Twenty side as the captain, but. He he kills it at this level. I know he's had some lean years in the BBL, but he can purely oh, yeah he has he can purely focus on the BBL now. So he's someone I'm intrigued about, but I'm not going to pull the trigger straight away. Uh, I'm starting with with the one I did kind of mention it because you you've got to look ahead here. They don't have a buy, and then they're going into a double in um round five. So although yeah. it's looking ahead, if you can keep a five round average of of a plan and at least have one for each, it means less transfers. It means while everyone else is trying to bring in a renegade or someone else in one round, you can go one step ahead of him. I, th- I thought that was a key last year. So we didn't we haven't talked about him left. I know we need to move on. We spent a lot of time on the yeah, renegades. Yeah, no, but, that's okay. Um. Majib, mm-hmm. um, he's come across. He's probably he's a great signing, and he's only only at 111k. He was 200k last season for a guy who can spin the ball well and for his capabilities. It's a no-brainer start. Like uh, as I said, like I'm going to start him in my starting side, and if my double player goes well, then he won't start. But um, he's a handy guy at 111k. Doesn't break the bank and set you up for that round five. Um, that's a stack lineup if they're taking wickets with that early draw. I think Majib's a, a very good option at that price. Majib at 200K is always, every season, he's been tempting and he's always played a role throughout the season. But Majib, Majib at 111K, how much value is there this year? There's so much value. There's so many players within that price range. We're not having to fork out this 200K for certain players. We've got, you know, we've got two players in the game that we're going to consider around that price. But, geez, Majib at 111 seems like it's a pretty good option, especially after round two. Uh, if starting with him round one, that's that's great too. Uh, but after round two, geez, that's, that's a good buy. Yeah, 100%. Um, that's a good chat about the Renegades. They do have a lot of talking points. <laughs> they so. got, honestly, um, I, I thought it was going to be a quick chat with them. That's why I added them in last week. But... You know, that, that that was longer than I expected. Yeah. Actually, looking at it is crazy. Um, let's move on to the Sydney Sixers. We'll start off with who everybody should consider at one point or another. There's actually two of them. We've got Sean Abbott at 205000 and Josh Felipe at 168000 I'll start with Josh Felipe at 168000 At the wicketkeeper role, there's no absolute 
keeper in a wicket keeper role. There, oh, there's McDermott. There's Matthew Wade. Oh, Philippi would comes as close as it gets to being a keeper in that position. Yeah, and he's a keeper. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, a keeper. A keeper as a keeper. Yep, keeper as a keeper. That's all you got to say about it. Um, we've got Sean Abbott as well. He's been in my side up until today, where I traded him for Peter Siddle. I think that's going to pay dividends for me for round one, but moving forward, maybe not. What are your thoughts on Sean Abbott? Um, he's batting six for the Marsh Cup. <sighs> he's batting very high. I just want to quickly backtrack to Philippe. Um, 40, he's in the top 10, even with all those double game plays. He's in the top 10 most owned. 40, 45-ish percent off the top of my head. That's crazy. Um, yeah, he's probably one of the most safest guys there and he can go nuts. But he also has a few low games in him. Um, so I personally think, yeah, just with all the other value options that we spoke about last week in the double games, I'm just, I just want to wait and see. Yeah, he's a player that can hurt you and so is Sean Abbott. Um, I'm scared not to own him, but if you want to get all these big top-notch um, double-game players and that's your strategy, how can you afford Sean Abbott? Um, yeah, you're going to need him at some point and you'll have him for the doubles, but, yeah, batting at six kind of scares me because he's like you know, like like Daniel Sams. He can just come into battle all of a sudden and break a game open, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he doesn't need the batting. He can come and take three, four wickets, and no matter – the Sydney Sixers side is like the Sydney Roosters. They stay together. And just keep always being a force to be reckoned with. And I have none in my team at the moment, which is kind of scary. But just with when their doubles fall, I can't fit him in yet. Sean Abbott is the James Tedesco of Supercoach, isn't he? He's just that guy that just delivers season in, season out. 100%. And when it comes to that, I think it's round four where there's no buy rounds. He's a player you're going to want to have for that round because he's a pretty safe captain. On those rounds where there's no doubles to rely on, you need an all-rounder. You've got to find an all-rounder. And, you know, you know that's crazy to think Abbott, who can get these tons from just bowling, uh, chuck in some batting stats with it, and you, you've got a, a whopper of a score. So uh, have the tight tight eyes on, on Abbott for sure if you're not going to start with him. But, yeah. I can't do it. I will not do it. At a 50K discount, uh, plays a similar role, Hayden Kerr. He had a breakout season last year, got like 15 wickets or something. It was a crazy season. He's going to have a similar role this year. What are your thoughts on him as a player? And have you considered him at all? Because I haven't seen much talk about him. He's been, you know, in and out of What player were you talking about, Savs? You cut out for a second. Hayden Kerr. Yeah, yeah. It's... um. He was he was actually who I was going to mention. I knew you would, but um, he's the one I'm most keen about. If I could mm. fit in a sixes and I had the money, it'd be him. Uh, you're all about reading into stats uh, in the cricket and stuff like that. Um, he's been going uh, – I was reading, I think, Honeyball, one of the posts. Uh, he went absolutely um, bonkers, I think, with the bat um, in his last um, match, whatever it was. Um, and so last sword. season, he bat and he bowled. So, um He's 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 a good all rounder, and I think he'll have a heavy role again for this for the Sixers. Takes lots of wickets, um, yeah. A similar role to Sean Abbott, and is forty k cheaper. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got a close eye on, on Kerr. I'm very keen on him. Light rumor Kerr could open. I'm going to debunk that rumor right now. Curtis Patterson will be opening, and I'll uh, uh, yeah, I'll put my hat yeah. on it. Um, the other opener will be James Vince when he's available. I'm not sure if he's available from round one, but it will be James Vince or Daniel Hughes. So 
I don't think it's impossible, but Sabs. No, no, I, I see. Maybe not for round one. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Never know. Yeah, it's 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 definitely. I, I understand why it's a light rumor, and I see why it could potentially be a thing. Um, maybe that's something they'll look at later in the tournament if it doesn't work out. But Curtis Patterson has been locked into the opening position. Um, he's opening for Marsh Cup. Uh, Sheffield Shield, and uh, he, he he was pretty much locked into opening in all formats. Um, forever. And they signed him from the Scorchers for a reason. Yeah. I don't see him batting anywhere yeah. else. Um, and oh, sorry, Felipe, Felipe, and uh, Patterson will open. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty confident on that too. Um, this is another team, Sabs, that are just yeah, it's with, crazy, with isn't options. it? Um, you mentioned Vince. I was very close. If you know Vince, before I found out Vince was injured, or if he wasn't start, you said I was going to start with him. Ninety nine K. He's another one that had a bit of a lean season, and I believe he's underpriced. So you're just going to have to keep an eye on a lot of these underpriced players, and you want to jump on the week they go well because then everyone's just going to jump all over them, and I think it's going to be a way you're going to be able to afford Abbots and that sooner because you're just going to have to jump on the guy that's about to go boom. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them around 100K, so you're going to have to move quick. Um, and that's where we haven't spoke about it, but the trade boosts are going to – I think one thing we learned this season with the NRL trade boosts was um, use them early. Yeah. Later the season later the season got um, was kind of irrelevant. With, with the way BBL works, you don't really have to save trades. You can just keep burning them. So it might be different for BBL, but I definitely think the fast start and using them to flip over your side from one double to another, that's how you need to use them. It's gonna mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna be fun to think out the best tactic for that. I think that's definitely the tactic. Uh, before a double double game week or a triple double double game week, that's the boost week. Make sure you stack up as much as you can them weeks. Um, Sean O'Verrett, uh, Sam Whiteman gonna get Jilk's opening spot. We didn't mention that at the start of the podcast, so go back. And listen to that, yeah. but um, what well, honestly, I don't think so. Me and, think so, yeah, so. me and Mikey have been uh debating about it for about 10 minutes at the start of the podcast, but um, we'll find out on Friday, maybe, maybe, uh, we'll get a bit more yeah. clarification on that. Um, this middle order is stacked, there is um, Daniel Hughes, 84,000, Jordan Silk, 84,000, James Vince, 99,000, uh, Enrique's. Who is 149,000? Dan Christian, 140,000. Chris Jordan, 125,000. That is a stacked middle order. Um, I don't know what their best one is, but is there anyone yeah. there that jumps out at you? Daniel Hughes, if for some reason he bat early, then you have to consider him as another bounce-back player. Jackson Bird is at 72K, and if he comes back into wicket-taking form, another one you've got to consider. For a champion side, you can see where most of their points come from because it even translates to Supercoach in Abbott, Philippe, Dwarshus, Kerr. Most of them are bowlers, so I think a few of these batters are underpriced and will have better seasons. So um, starting with a couple of these guys could be handy because – if we're going to have no bottom dollar cheapies, a uh, Sixers player like this could be good. Uh, they're, they're going to be people I'm also going to kind of target. I just want to, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, like the last, like the Renegades, the Sixers starting lineups a bit all, could be all over. Like I'm not hundred percent sure how their three to six, uh, seven is going to line up. So um, like Hughes could end up losing his spot. They've, they've got lots of options here. So um, 
Yeah, they've got some cheap options, so that's for sure. Good chance Hughes misses out. Um, Enrique's could bat that three spot if Vince isn't available. If not, Enrique's bats four. Um, so if Vince, if Vince is there, um, Hughes most likely plays. But it's, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot going on there. Steve O'Keefe at 167,000. Um, he's always a great option for Supercoach. He. He just takes wickets. He he's going to come into play at some point, but at the start of the season. Well, last season he started off crazily. Um, he starts real fast, mm. so it's as I said, like these guys that start, like unless they're one of your favourite players, which you, that's not even using your head. It's too hard to get a guy at that price unless they had a double next week. Then I'm okay with it. But the Sixers double doesn't come in later when the Hurricanes and that they pair mm-hmm. up for a double. So as as I said, realistically. I'm only really thinking about the three doubles and the only other teams I'm thinking of are Scorchers, um, Heat and uh, the Renegades because they're the next three to come. So these rest of these guys, I'm going to worry about them as the others flush out. So as the other guys go on buys and you transfer into them, it's all about track management. Uh, that's that's how I play. I just play pure statistics and you chase the doubles and I want to be a week ahead of you, what you are. That's it's a simple. That's that's my simple formula. Hundred percent. I'm pretty sure a lot of super coaches do that. Yeah, I'm always what? looking at who's got the next double game week, and if you can get him in a week early, who next week? Uh, Thunder, and is it the Heat? It's yeah. So it's Thunder and Scorcher. So example, everyone's going to stack up the first round, but you want to example. Everyone's going to have English. All right, have two Scorchers. So then I'm one ahead of them. Yeah. So next week, when that person's getting an extra Scorcher, all right, sweet. Who's playing the next double? Oh, it's a heat. I'll get a heat player. So you're staying constantly one ahead of of some, mm-hmm. and that's how you got to kind of think it. And that usually helps you go up in the rankings if you pick the right player. Hundred uh, percent. Moving on to the last team that we're going to touch on today. Is there anyone else you want to touch on with the Sixers uh, that we haven't spoken about? No, I think we cover most of it. Just the uh, the question I don't think we put before. Um, just since uh, by Sean Verrat over there, I know he had one up there before. If yeah. you could chuck it up, so a good day, lads, from the Scorchers post. Yeah. That one? Oh, he's oh, got a couple no. of questions. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah uh, we'll just answer a couple of questions. Yep. May as well, since they're relevant. Because uh, I think this is good. I know we spoke about the Scorchers. Did we speak about them last week? Or have we even no, no, Scorchers. Scorch- no, Scorch- Scorchers will be next week because they got the buy round one. So. It's kind of the last team we have to talk about. So, g'day, lads. Who from the Scorchers to be ready second round? Got Inglis already uh, out of Turner, Agar, or Richardson? None. I don't yeah. like any of those three to start. Yeah, that's just me no, personally. You, you, you don't want to be spending that much on a bench spot. Um, I know they'll be playing for you next week in the double, but... You've you got to capitalise while you can. Uh, there's no point in waiting because people are going to jump on it next week. People have 10, 11 double game week players this week. So you've got to stack up this uh, it's, week. It's, it's, I, I've got to disagree with Sabs a bit there. I, I'm, I'm starting with 160K on my bench. It's fine. But I don't like Richardson because there's all these injury concerns. Spend a bit of extra money like I did and I went up to tie. Because of those injury concerns scared me. I want to make sure he's named in that round two lineup. You have no confirmation that he will be in that lineup, although he gets that little bit of a rest at the start. Um, that's the only reason I wouldn't. But Savs has a good point. Like, maybe you want to spend all your money for that. But if you've got good numbers, 
that's that's someone you don't need to worry about getting because if Richardson, Ty, all line up, you've got Faf now. You've got mm-hmm. to have all three of them. So by only one of them, that's what you're one step ahead of examples. You're one step ahead of Sabs. Yep. He's going to have to sell a good player to get a Richardson. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah, but good, the, the quality you got in your starting 11, how, how is that going? Like, uh, yeah. personally, if I was using this tactic, uh, I'd be going Turner at the the minimum price, but I'm not keen on Turner, so I'd be looking elsewhere. I'd be. I prefer uh, Hardy if you want a cheaper yeah. option. Hardy could have a bigger role, and uh, like Crab uh, Sabs loves the you know preseason and uh, all pre pre form, and he's had some really good um matches. He comes in good form allegedly. Very good. Um, so moving on to the next side, this side is probably going to be irrelevant for a little bit, but. It just depends on how their players perform. Uh, a lot of players are very interesting from this one. It's the Hurricanes. They have a buy in round five, and they've only double. They've got two doubles, one in round eight and one in round thirteen. But they have a buy before they have a double, which is, um, you know, it's crazy. Uh, round five, but. There's a bit of security in there. They're, they're playing a lot of single-game weeks, so if there's a certain player you want, you can sit them in there for five rounds and then uh, play it as you go there. Starting off with the player of the season last season, Ben McDermott, um, what, what are your thoughts on him? Is there any temptation by him? Not at that price, but anybody that went well last season knows it was purely because of this guy. This guy got me all the way up there from captaining him on that absolute hurler of a score that I just uh, – that feeling when I looked and I had straight captain, that was the best. And that's what this guy can do with the bat. Uh, it's it's ridiculous what he can do with the bat. And he's he's pretty highly owned. I'm pretty sure he's in the top 10 too. And uh, it's, it's just tough. Like all someone like that needs is he comes out – Gets a duck, and that price is just going to plummet. And as Sav said, they have a pretty late double. I just can't do it from round one. Um, if you're going to do it, uh, if you want to, like, they've got so many good options. Uh, the next guy, which we'll probably talk about, is I'd go to Darcy Short. Can bowl 50K cheaper. Um, the last two seasons has still averaged pretty well, but he's nowhere near what he did the, se- the couple seasons before that. So uh, what's your take on McDermott, Sav's, into, into Short? What are your thoughts on both of them? I like him, but I don't think he's as much as a home run as as it kind of seems. Like, yeah, you pay the price and you know what he can produce, but at that price, like any anyone can score anything. It's not like NRL Super Coach where it, it's um, it's guaranteed that they're going to get this many base stats, etc., uh, etc. Et He's not going to keep this year because uh, Matt Wade is in the side. I don't think he kept last year either. But I don't know. I just don't. I just don't like. I see the appeal, but no, nah, I'm not feeling it. Just in my gut, it just says just just wait a bit. Don't start with him because it, it kind of gives me Tom Trebojevic, uh from this year vibes. Starting at one point two million. Yeah, is that? Yeah, and as as uh, Ado just posted there, if you're spending 200k, go Abbott. I'd agree. Yeah. If I'm going to spend 200k on someone, I'll go Sean Abbott, who can bat and bowl. Um, but 
Yeah, man, looking at this, uh, this Hurricanes lineup's a bit more settled than other lineups, but mm-hmm. there's so much value in them. And um, probably my bit, oh, oh, let's talk about Shadab Khan, which he's he's also a very popular player. I don't own him. Everyone else does because of the price and just what he can do. Uh, Shadab Khan, Sabs, 125K. Um, where do you think he's going to bat? Where, where, what are you, where are you feeling? So... Who's going to open? <laughs> like, oh. it's it's oh fuck! It'll probably be Mc, McDermott and Wade. <laughs> I think oh, is it? It'll be short, short and McDermott, then Wade. Nah. Then then uh, short, short bat. Uh, it short was batting thir- three or four last season, so I don't think short will open. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they've it'd, also it'd be got, Wade and McDermott or Shadab, but nah, Shadab probably comes in at three and four. I, right? I think maybe Zach Crawley will open. Um, he's their international. I'm not sure when he's available from, but let's just say the, uh, they're at full strength. Zach Crawley opens. Um, McDermott opens. Wade bats three. Short bats four. Shadab Khan probably bats five. And uh, Tim David bats six, and they'll probably them two will swap most likely. And they've got Ali. They've got international signings in Ashraf and Ali, and I, d- I just don't know what what they're going to do. Um, Ponting's the cricket genius behind these picks, so yeah, like you said, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they're not as settled as I thought. He, so. do, he doesn't bat any higher than four or five, and like for, for super coach, that's just not ideal. Um, they, they've also signed Jimmy Neesham today as well. Um, I'm not sure what price he's going to come in at, but he'll probably bat very similar. So it, it really depends. <laughs> this side is th- their top three or four is pretty settled, uh, but after that, it's pretty all over the place. Yeah, um, I've, I've got one for yourselves that I'm really keen on, and it's it's, it's all about in BBL. I think that if someone's got to this point, they can get back there. And Riley Meredith at 127k. Previously, before the season, was it like 210k? And he was just, he was uh, like Tom Rogers, just taking wickets for fun. So, um, yeah, you know, this Hurricanes team can do very well if all their players are on. They're also very good at disappointing. So, um, yeah, they've got got some good bowlers there. But, you know, Meredith is a, you know, like loves to bowl through the power play, bowls at the depth and takes us a wicket. So, I'm very keen on him at that price. What about you, Sav? Maybe not to start. Well, I'm not going to start, but he's on my radar, that's for sure. I think he's someone that you probably could start with. Um, he, he's someone Pod. at the price that you could take a flyer on and you play him in your round one side and then everyone's getting him in by round two because he scored 120. He, With Tom Rogers gone, um, I see him taking more of an ownership on the bowling attack. Um, they've got Nathan Ellis there who will bowl at the death. He'll still be an integral part of their bowling attack. But Riley Meredith... Ashraf? Will Ashraf bowl? I don't really know much about him. I honestly don't either. He was Um, their second pick, so I'm surely they're going to use him. He's a batter batter and bowler. A lot of these international bowlers are kind of... They do bowl up the front, but if Meredith gets a position and he's in the side, he'll he'll bowl the first one or two overs and he'll bowl four. So I think Meredith is a great option. Um, but that being said, you do have to wait on these internationals, see what their role is, but don't look too far into these internationals because uh, 
most of the time, they're not as good as the players they already have. They just need them because they need to fill a spot. Um, they need to fill a role in the side. They could bat number seven and both two, three overs because um, that's what they need, the, the certain side. So, yeah, I think Meredith, I'm very keen on him. Uh, I think he's my smoky for the Ruben Garrick Award, which is... Uh, yeah. Just well, that. you've got to do a, you've got to do a cricket one, Sav. Call it the Tom Rogers the Award. Tom or no, Rogers no, award. no, no, no. It's Xavier Bartlett Award because he <laughs> went from so cheap to two hundred. He he was my knight in shining yeah, armor last yeah. season, and you didn't have him. And I know you were very dark on him. So maybe if you don't start with Meredith or you don't get him, then he's gonna be, he's gonna get the Bartlett Award. So um, it's a bit tough. Yeah, look, it's I, a bit tough to call him Xavier Bartlett because he's proved it in the past. Maybe he could be the like the Josh Mansour Award, kind of like a who who's had bad seasons and then reemerged. There hasn't been many in BBL Supercoach. Oh, he hasn't Finch. gone long. Finch. Finch. He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't reemerged yet, though. <laughs> uh, yes, that's a good point. Oh. Yeah, we don't we don't have one. But anyways, um, yeah, if someone has a better analogy there, go for it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 going to be a tough one. Um, can he reemerge? Yeah. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, oh, look, you're going to need Meredith at some point. The point is, he's going to be a pod to start. And if you got the money, like, I think he could work out. As you said, they don't have too many buyers. They've got a nice draw. For me, just I'm worrying about the buy schedule. So, or the double schedule. That means I want to have a look first. Um, Tim David, popular kind of cheap option. Um, is he? I had him in my original draft. Is he ready for a big season? Is he ready to go bang? Um, play good in the vitality, or the he's coming in with some good form and price is right. And he plays like a Daniel Sam's kind of role. I, I, th- yeah, I, I love him as a purchase. Uh, probably a bit much to have on your bench. That being said, you've got your Marcus Stoinis. Eighty nine. Yeah, you've got your Marcus Stoinis that you, you're buying and you're playing. Uh, who are so cheap that you probably can't afford a player or two like this on your bench. Tim David, um, 89,000. The fact that he's had such a big year in all these T20 comps, he's made his Australia debut for T20. And mind you, he did well. He did really well in the T20 World Cup. He played his role perfectly. Got a lot of 42s off 20s. Uh, and that's great for Supercoach getting that strike rate bonus. I think... Tim David is a great purchase. Uh, he's going to go to another level this year. That being said, batting number five or six, what is an, what does another level look like? Like, what can it be? Can he can he score a fifty every three games? Like, is that what the next level for him looks like? It's a bit tough um, because his role isn't changing, and with such a dominant top order, it, it's so hard. Because is he going to get a bat most of the time? It's it's a it's a great point because you're going to need to rely on a collapse for him to be well. Um, but yeah, I think his economy rate can just keep improving. But you're right uh, at 89k. Will yeah, you know you, you're relying on that great batting lineup to collapse. And um, there's one we're actually missing, which um, I realise I am starting with a Hurricanes player, um, Matty Wade comes in at a pretty decent ownership. He's my starting wicket keeper. Um, perfect if you've got Gilks and um, Inglis because you want someone that you can play if the double, if Gilks doesn't go well, uh, pending your start. And, you know, you want to flick around with it at the start. So Matty Wade come off a pretty 
poor last season, and I think um, McDermott sold the limelight. I think he's due. He's he's gonna he's my pick for the redemption of the year. I think he'll have a very big turnaround and. Oh, you, you know what he's economy rate and what he's like when he's in a mood. I'm at that price. I just can't ignore him. We've, uh, we haven't disagreed much this podcast. We've disagreed a little bit at the start with jilks and things like that. But Matty Wade, he's someone I, I'm i 100%, 100% all over. Uh, a lot of people are starting with Philippi, and uh, he is a single game week player. If he was double game week play, I, I understand why he'd be so high owned, but it's seriously, you, you split a hair between these two players, Philippi and Wade. Wade just seems a lot more hungry, in my opinion. Uh, he's that kind of player that wants to prove to people, I'm good enough. Um, I like him. He will bat number three uh, at highest because you've obviously got, got McDermott and was it Crawley or was it someone else? Yeah, Crawley. Yeah, Crawley. Uh, if Crawley doesn't even start the season, then Wade will, will open. Um, so I really like I it. think he'll open. Yeah, it, it's good or, chance. Or three. Good chance he does open. Good chance Bloody McDermott comes in at three even. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Opening, batting three, they're, they're all kind of very similar roles. You don't need to rely on a collapse. Um, you just need one wicket. And the, the amount of times we see zero wickets in a T20 is not much. So... I really like the Wade pick, and I think it's a good point of difference. Um, and and once again, he performed great in the World Cup. But he the the, yeah. difference, the difference with him and Tim David is the role, and the role is right. Uh, he will keep, which um, just bumps a little bit up in that base attack or base base so, yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. he's twenty five percent owned. Compared to he's twenty percent less owned than Philippi, and he's also forty five k cheaper. Um, I love mid ranges. If you know Manor or Supercoach Tactic, I love mid ranges, and there's just so many mid ranges for this season of BBL, and it allows you to not have a cheapy under eighty k on the bench, and you can like you know your bench can be stacked up with all these you know players that have hasn't had a good season last season and you're backing on all these redemptions. Um, I think it's a tactic that can work because I don't need to rely on a 42K player that might not play. And then you can just rely on the buys to give you your loop coverage. Um, and just quickly on Meredith, only 7.4%. I think he's someone, he's someone that um, is going to, if I personally know I'm not going to be able to fit him in. And if I don't, mm-hmm. I'm going to go shit. We're going to look back to this little talk and there's going to be a few people on here that listen and go with it and I can just see it working. Uh, I can't make it happen, but <laughs> look, man, uh, the, yeah, the, the Hurricanes have a few hidden gems. And um, Billy Stanlake, is he still injured or he comes in at 60, 68K? So if he does ever force his way into this side, um, he'd be worth a look. He's just someone that I don't know if they're going to get the kind of uh, the game time. He's just uh, – just the way he's built, he's just not – he's just hasn't got enough uh, mobility in him to, to be such a long-term cricketer. Um, he, he He's a great bowler, though. He reminds me a lot of Riley Meredith, and if he's fit, he's 100%. The value is there for him, but he just hasn't been able to stay fit for years. Yeah, I like and just quickly back to the Ashraf talk. Uh, 
confirmation there that he's unavailable the early rounds. Thanks, Ado. He's unavailable the early rounds. So I've just done yep. some live trading while we've been. <laughs> got Meredith. <laughs> I, I've got I've got Meredith. So I've traded in uh, Matt Wade for um, Philippi, which has banked me a bit of money. I've got Meredith in my side. Whether I play him at the start is doubtful, um, but I've got a $99,000 spot to fill in my batting bench, and I think I've got to go Matthew Jilks. Ugh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do um, it. I'm, I think I might live trade with you. I, I'm, I've been a bit worried on Faruqi um, just with the signing of Quaid and I did say I want to try and have 11, but I think if I still filled 10 doubles, I could be good. Um, I could go – I've got an extra 20K in my bench, so I could quite easily go for rookie to, to Meredith. So, look, I'm, I, might, I might do a live trade with you and join you, or I could yep. even go next to him. But uh, Meredith is on my side, up. and now my bench is oh, looking great. You. I've got a full – a strength. Right, let's do a team reveal now. Let's do a quick team reveal. You don't have to tell yours because I know you're like you. You like to keep your side close to your uh, heart. But I'm short by a thousand on Merida, <laughs> Faruqi and Meredith. Oh, I've, Far got, out. I've got Matt Wade, Matt Short, Daniel Sams, Alex Hales, Chris Lynn, Riley Rosso, Rashid Khan, Trent Bolt, Peter Siddle, Adam Zampa, Marcus Stoinis, and my bench is Ravioli, Riley Meredith, Jake Weatherald, Josh Inglis, and. Max Bryant, he will come into play, and we will speak about him next week. But I like the tactic there. Yeah. I like it. Max Bryant, um, get, get a bit of flavour from each side in there. It's looking very striker based. I've got Weatherald as well, so I've got five strikers players. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd try and flip one to a Thunder would be if, my main if, advice. But yeah, we've, yeah. If Jukes gets picked round one. Um, one of them is going to Jilks. Uh, I assume maybe we- Weatherald or Bryant. Probably Bryant. Are, are you- yeah, I'm. I, I'm. I'm not. So, but yeah, I'm into me. I'm not going to do one. But basically, <laughs> if you if you listen religiously enough, I have mentioned a lot of the plays that I have. So, if you really cared, you can go back and piece my team together. But um. Yeah, it's I'm going heavy on the double, and everyone else made up on my side. I'm carrying uh, Majib, Nisa, Ty, and Inglis. They're four people that are complete setups for round two to five, and then the rest are doubles. So, yeah, you can pretty much mesh up my team there, but th- that's complete the complete strategy, and that's why I really only have one spot for a player that I really want, and that's Wade. The rest are used to make this up, and... All of my players will be starting. I don't. I don't like starting with like you know if Ravioli doesn't start, which I don't think he will. I don't like that option with the amount of value options there are this season. Go for a team, a stack team, and if they all fire and you get it right, they're going to rise in value, and you're going to have a higher team value than others. And then with all the amount of trades you have, the team value is a key way to get ahead because then you can get better star players quicker. So. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of money to be made in this in this season. Um, it's, I'm, I'm keen. One week to go, Sav. Yeah, one week to go, and uh, we've been doing Tuesdays. Obviously, the season starts next Tuesday. We can't be doing a podcast at eight ten when it's already been an hour into the BBL. So, look, what we what Addy's we're, not sleeping. Let's try and do five o'clock, Savs. Yeah. So what we're gonna do? <laughs> what we're gonna do? Uh, uh, lockout podcast or a Monday? What What are you thinking, Mikey? What do you reckon? Um, yeah, we could try for Monday or 
if we can manage it, like a, a pre-lockout, pre-lockout podcast would be good, like a, a five or six o'clock, a time before that, if we can make it happen. Obviously, it's hard with mine and Sav's work. We can't commit to it, but hopefully someone can jump on and talk about it. Same with Jake. Um, but, yeah, we'll try and get those last teams to you then. Um, and on top of that, uh, you guys did post. We do have a group code. Our group code, uh, let me try and find it, is... Nine four zero one five seven. Join it. We're giving away two rings, and more to come. Sabs or that's yeah. Okay, so we're giving away two Supercoach Champion rings. So there is one prize to go. Shout out to those guys. Um, what we're gonna do? We're gonna do to the two highest ranks. Um, we usually get the top five and put it in a drawer or something. Someone did make a good point last season. Uh, I think they came like it was like twelfth or something. But they won our group and didn't win anything. So they didn't win anything from Supercoach. They got they got the socks. They got the socks. Wearing it now. <laughs> they got the socks, but they got nothing else. And I think for a season like that, you deserve more. So if you if you enter these competitions, you deserve to win. Uh, so we're going to give it away to the two highest ranked. And we're going to give away something uh, we've never done before. And I'll show you right now. Limited edition shirts. I look pretty cool. Limited edition shirt. So what the shirt is, is it, if you're watching on the YouTubes, we'll post this on our socials. Uh, it is, it's got the Supercoach Experience logo on the front. Um, that's just to say it's from us, right? And on the back. I have a guess who that is. Uh, so it's a Tom, it's, it's, it's a Tom Trebojevic silhouette. And it says, I don't support either side. I came for Supercoach. So it's a game day. It's game day merch. I think eventually we want to get it into like a jersey. Um, so it's like, but this this is uh, the first thing. Uh, we only spoke about it today. We're going to do more business meetings, whether we do a, an actual drop. But this is limited edition for now. You'll win that. Sound good? Yep, there you go. So, yeah, we've got a lot more offering. So, jump in that group, guys. I know there's a lot of good ones out there. So, if you can fit it in your 10 leagues, jump in and, and best of luck. And you win a six-pack of Bloken Bar. <laughs> there we go. We're, we're, there stacking, we go. we're stacking it up there here. There we go. So well, we got to make maybe, – Maybe with the six-pack subs, we can draw, put the 20 names in a hat and give a prize out that way since you've got all these prizes. Look, we'll come up with the exact options, but um, you but, sound like Oprah – now we're giving shit away. We are. Uh, thank you, Addo, for tuning in. It felt good to have a tip, uh, olden day Mike and Savs vibe going on. Old school. Old, old school. Just flows oh nice. Oh, my God. This dog's shredding everything up. <laughs> okay. Let's let Mikey go back to his dog, and uh, I'll go back to going fucking myself. Right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs>